Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. Just want to talk about a couple of things this time. Interest rates, where they're going, and uh, a lot of drama in the media is about inflation. So, quick look at the numbers. PCE, the core PCE, year over year, 1.7. It has crept up from 1.5. Slight increase in initial jobless claims. That's more data gathering than anything else. Oil has settled back down to about 61. We'll see how long it stays that high. I don't think it's likely it'll keep going up, even though the Saudis would very much like it to go up. Yes, they did disclose that their revenues were down 45% last year because of the price of oil, and they would like to hold that up. The rest of the interest rates, they're about right. You can still get a 30-year in the threes. It's okay. Long-term perspective, the 10-year right now is at 1.7. That's a very low number, lower than it's been like forever. And it's going to creep up a little bit. Nothing dramatic. There are a few things out there that would suggest interest rates are having some impact on them. Well, housing is the biggest one. A lot of new starts. Very few houses on the market. In fact, the number of houses that are available, the monthly surplus, how long it takes them to roll off, is very low. As a matter of fact, right now, according to the Realtors Association, there are more realtors out there than there are homes for sale. That is an inventory adjustment, which will probably take us through the summer. It is the millennials that are out there starting new households. And they're not sticking to the suburbs. They're going everywhere. They're building their own. They have money. They're not stuck with a commute. They don't have to go to the plant. And many of them don't even have to go to the office anymore. That market will adjust. Rates will creep up a little bit. It's not going to have a big impact. Banks, now we've been talking that the Federal Reserve has been buying basically everything, certainly on the mortgages that have been created the last several years. Well, a lot of that money goes here. It's being held in reserves at all the banks. The Fed buys something. They give cash back to the banks or to the sellers, keep the assets themselves. This is where the money goes. It's sitting in the banks looking for opportunities to be lent out. There is some lending activity. It's just not real active. People don't need money. They've got it. We have some grossly over-reserved banks compared to the rest of the world. It's amazing. A lot of money in the system. It's going to be this way for the foreseeable future until the date the Fed starts selling stuff and they want cash back. And not for a couple of years anyway. A couple of technical questions built around the yield curve. Some people don't care about the yield curve. It's kind of a technicality. But the United States, which is the one right there on the top, has probably the highest rates of anybody. It's also a very good-looking yield curve. You care about the slope. The 30-year is still under two and a half. Rates aren't high. Everybody else is lower than that, flatter than that. Down there in the bottom, as usual, that's Germany. Among other reasons, Germans are notorious savers. They love it. It's part of their very culture. There's also a significant movement underway. If there is the chance that the EU will come apart, 
Many people believe you have to be in a German bank to be first in line to get the new Deutsche Marks. So they are there. Most of them are paying a price to remain there. It's a security thing. The yield curve in the U.S. looks great. Now, the bond market has got a lot of bad news here in the last couple of weeks. You know, bloodbath, all kinds of drama associated with it. It is not a bloodbath or drama. Rates are creeping up because we have a lot of debt for a lot of reasons. People are going into the stock market. Fundamentally, when you look at where the bonds are and how important they are, this is just the corporate side of things. The investment grade corporates, U.S. corporates, most of them are owned by international institutions. Life insurance companies, domestic, domestic mutual funds, domestic households, small IRAs, small pension plans, they all own quality corporates. If you're an international bank, international insurance company, international pension fund, you still own these quality corporates because they're the best in the world in dollars. The treasury market is much bigger than this and operates very much the same way. There's only one thing to own, that's a U.S. Treasury. That's why there's $24 trillion worth of them out there right now. They have to own them. Your insurance company, a pension plan, you simply don't have an alternative. That too is not going to change, regardless of where the dollar goes. There are a few things out there, and we'll just talk about inflation right now. There are a few things out there that have crept up in price. Lumber being the most obvious one. There's a lot of new construction. The sticks are having trouble coming across the border from Canada. However, Warehouser has literally millions of harvestable trees. They just aren't doing it. Lumber's sort of creeping up. Copper's creeping up. They still use copper and plumbing. Don't know why. Even oil has crept up a little bit, even though it's really not going anywhere. Not very inflationary. None of these markets are going to stay up there very long. The other thing is trade balance. Trade balance, yeah, has gotten wide again, meaning we buy more stuff overseas than they buy from us. That's always been the case. That will continue to be the case. The difference is it's not oil. Oil is not even much of a factor in the trade surplus anymore and the negative trade balance. We can be energy independent if we so choose or certainly just go as far as Canada if oil gets above about $65 a barrel. It's stuff that we're buying. We're buying bad furniture from China, fair furniture from Norway and Vietnam, so on and so forth, all kinds of stuff. And there's also a huge inventory restocking undergoing of stuff. Buying stuff is not inflationary. That can be quickly adjusted and halted. Being reliant on foreign oil is potentially inflationary. That is not the case. You look at how people are behaving, and this is very important. I brought this up a couple of times. New business applications, this time last year. People weren't going to the plant. People were staying home. People lost their jobs. People did this. They did a lot of things. One of the things they did is do a lot of new business applications. They are changing. Less centralization in employment. Don't go to the plant. Don't go to the office. More diversification on where they are, what they're doing, how they're doing it. Reliance on bandwidth more than anything else. They are dispersing. A lot of these are millennials. They're not all millennials. It is 
uninflationary, dispersing how the income is generated. Okay, finally, there was a question about what's the percentage of federal revenues, and this is about taxes, federal revenues compared to our GDP. It has been creeping down for 30 years, 40 years. Yeah, it's sort of a trend. It's sort of been popular. It depends on who's in the White House. What we're going to have here, and this current administration is going to have to generate more revenue, so we're going to have it peak up, back up there where it ought to be. It ought to be about 19, 19.5% of GDP, not 16. It isn't enough to keep pace with everything. Yes, will the tax increase be effective in 2021? Uh, possible, not likely, most likely of 2022, and we don't know who's going to pay higher freight. That's okay. That's not inflationary either. That pulls money out of the system into a non-inflationary environment. Okay, enough about inflation. The boogeyman is being overdone. Interest rates, they're going to creep up a little more, not much longer. It's not going to have a huge impact on the equity markets. The economy is doing very well. As more people get back into the lower-end jobs, more bars open, Disneyland opens, maybe there'll be some more cruise ships, that kind of stuff, the lower end of the numbers will creep up. Okay, there's no other drama. I appreciate you joining me, obviously, and happy to do it. Questions, send them to info at shwj.com, and I'm happy to answer. Have a great couple of weeks.